Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'd spent a good chunk of my life in New Victoria, and yet she never felt more alive and everywhere than she did at that moment. There was an additional depth to her, an endlessness that stared out from behind her explicit corruption, uniting everything. Just as a dream, every particle of it is inextricably connected to a single dreamer, so too was the city. There were no separate streets, no individual buildings, no isolated street lamps. Nothing was unto itself. All of it was her. Only her. Things were clearly different now. I was different. My eyes were open, my power grown. She'd always been this way, only now I could see. Isaiah didn't so much as look at me as he took to the streets, me and our Maryland brethren in tow. As I watched him merge into the gloom of the place, even I could tell. He didn't belong here. At least not all of him. Although, on another level, he looked like he fit in just fine. He was wearing the tatters of a fancy gray suit, something I'd only seen him wear once before, when we hot-tailed it out of Blackledge. It was pretty burned up from his scrape with the crematorium, but it was the same kind of suit. The watch he wore was different than the one he had coming out of Blackledge. 
Unlike the fairly plain timepiece he usually wore, both the Blackledge one and this new one looked on the pricey side. I had to assume they were part of a ritual, something he hadn't told me about. It made me realize that even after all we'd been through, my brother was still very much a mystery to me. Watching him stroll through the haunted streets, the tatters of his suit hanging loose and ragged, his eyes cold and hard as arctic stone, he easily passed for a nightmare. You know, my oh-so-headstrong brother, there are less conspicuous routes to Silk Street. Remember, you two are supposed to be hidden. Two delicious chocolate eggs in an Easter egg hunt. <laughs> Figured I'd take the scenic route on foot. Anyway, according to dear old dad, this Drowker already knows we're here. That's why he took off, to take a meeting with the guy, to explain us. Daddy doesn't like that big meanie, and neither do I. I hope he eats him. I wouldn't eat that cretin if he was double-dipped in boiling fudge and covered with rainbow sprinkles. Once you got past all that splendid sweetness, it'd be all rotten lemons and snake berries. Yuck! <laughs> While the three of them conversed, Carface drifted away from the group, his tall humanoid form joining the darkness of the city. His blood-red brake light seared through the gloom, growing smaller as he faded away. With my motorized stepbrother gone, I began to feel like a fifth wheel taking up the rear and feeling every bit of the frost coming off Isaiah's cold shoulder. I had no window into my brother's head, so I had no idea what he felt, what he became when he drew those revolvers of his. But a lot of the time they were blazing on my behalf, or whether he wanted to or not, they were making the world a better place by making a whole lot of dead monsters. Beyond that, I didn't know, or didn't want to know. He was currently plowing through the haunted darkness of one of the most dangerous cities on Earth, maybe the most dangerous city on Earth, just to visit the spot where his mother died. Clearly, he had emotions, strong ones, but did he know what to do with them? When it came to me, I didn't need to visit Silk Street to appreciate my bygone mother. I could already hear her footsteps in the darkness, her bare feet scraping against the cobblestone. Sure, most of me knew she wasn't real, yet part of me wasn't so sure. <laughs> I was a new Vic, after all. <laughs> Anything could happen. Well, if my brother isn't concerned about Drowker, then neither am I. <laughs> Let's have a parade. <laughs> oh, goody, goody, goody. I love parades. Enough of that shit. No parades, birthday parties, no nothing. Just walk and be quiet. Can you two handle that? I think they were being extremely generous with that nickname of yours. Whoever came up with it, you're more like a wet blanket than an insomniac. All of a sudden, Isaiah was right up in Sugar's face, his eyes narrow, furious slits. Sugar's smile hadn't moved. If anything, it grew, like he'd just won a coin toss. 
She doesn't matter to you at all, does she? Our mother. Why is that exactly? That's not true at all. Not even a teeny weensy bit. Charlotte gave me life. Her flesh incubated my own. Her mind whispered its deepest fears into my bones. Her last breath filled my soul. <laughs> Charlotte was a great big red ribbon gift to us all. But what good is a gift if it isn't torn open? <laughs> Isaiah's hand moved to grab his brother, and Sugar snatched it by the wrist. You're as dear to me as life itself. As much as the sweetest candy. But I'm not your whipping boy, Isaiah. I'm your brother. You shouldn't confuse the two. Let go of my wrist. Now. Of course. <laughs> there you go. All right, fellas. Let's just get to where we're going, okay? Yeah, you two need to be nice to each other. We're all family, don't you know? Isaiah was still glaring at Sugar, whose grin hadn't faltered for one second. I didn't think Isaiah gave so much as a good goddamn about our candy-coated brother. Especially not now. His eyes twitched and then went dead calm. No discernible trace of emotion. Oh, he was going to shoot him. Isaiah? No. Side-eyeing me, Isaiah nodded. He turned around and began walking again, renewing his course towards Silk Street. Sugar hadn't moved, his inscrutable grin still in place. Exactly what the fuck were you thinking, Sugar? Saying that shit? Are you looking to get yourself killed? Oh, Rosemary, you must know our dear brother at least as well as I do. There's nothing I could ever do that would make him hurt me. <laughs> She's right, you meanie. Stop picking on him. Can't you see he misses mommy? Oh, you two, such hand ringers. Don't you know that brothers are prone to fighting? But in the end, it's just fun and games. Still, I suppose we should probably give old Hothead some time to cool off. But I know a back way to Silk Street. <laughs> Gee, sweetie, you sure know your way around for only being here such a little while. What? What do you mean he's only been here for a little while? Come on, sis. Did you really think that we all stay here all the time? I've always been more of a traveling man myself. <laughs> Dollface, just how long has Sugar been here? Oh, I don't know exactly. I'm not very good at clocks and stuff. But it's only snowed once since he first got here. Does that help? Where exactly have you been for over three and a half decades, dear brother of mine? Now he was grinning at me, still inscrutable and undiminished. Oh, I was around. You see, some of us weren't pretty enough to be adopted by the Esoterium. Some of us had to learn to run before they could crawl. 
some of us didn't get to know their siblings because they were separated at birth. It never even occurred to me to consider what happened to Sugar after we were born. It had always been just Isaiah and me. But what the hell had our brother been up to all those years? Now, I could rustle up some hot chocolate and some fold-out chairs, and we could entertain each other with tales of our childhood. Or we could catch up to Isaiah. <sighs> all right. Let's just get to that shortcut of yours and give him some time alone. This conversation isn't over, though. Don't you worry, dear Rosemary. I won't forget. <laughs> I never forget a thing. <laughs> Not a thing. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing, going back where she died. Maybe I needed to satisfy myself that it was all real, that it happened. So much of my life was just smoke and mirrors, and what was left over was barely believable, at least by uh, pre-noctum standards. Even with all that had transpired in the last few hours, getting burned down by my sister, meeting Dad, and almost blowing a hole through my demonic brother, I was still living outside my head, taking in the sights. Could have been my training, uh, my innate alertness born of sleeplessness, but I had a feeling it was her, New Victoria, revealing herself to me, her lost son, in all her dismal glory. The entire city was too much to take in all at once. Even the narrow street I was walking was nearly overwhelming. There were more of the huge beds spread out all over the place, perched on rooftops, peeking out from open windows, some of them situated right in the middle of the street. Most of them were covered in billowing black silks, hinting at the sleepers stretched out on top of them. Others were empty, but the uh, dark stains on their mattresses indicated that they hadn't always been that way. Warped and wandering, the buildings around me staggered upward with broken symmetry, their gothic spires searching the black sky like clawed fingers reaching out. Yet the sky was nowhere to be seen, let alone touched. It was more like a hole in the heavens leading to a very specific and awful place, rather than out amongst the stars. The flickering gas lamps, few and far between, didn't do much to deter the dark. Their light seemed weak, even sick, barely scraping against the night. Every so often, a rogue gust of wind would extinguish a lamp, plying the streets with even more darkness. Even then, she was still detectable, a foulness that met the mind, bypassing the eyes altogether. I imagined her tugging at me, leading me along. Then I'd feel her grip flinch as the pale frost beneath my skin nipped at her fingertips. Further ahead, I could hear the soft lullaby from before, a wounded music box its tune distorted and out of key, 
It seemed to come from one of the countless alleyways, whose hollows echoed with the sounds of steady breathing, sleepers sleeping in secret places. Following the road around the bend, I watched the damp cobblestones glisten by the dim light of a lone street lamp, its weakling rays stooping beneath the heavy gloom. The light struggled only a few feet before collapsing upon the crumbling steps of a lurching marble building, the museum that had been repurposed to house the night mothers, the women who fell pregnant by unseen forces. I really didn't know what I expected to find. Some kind of glowing tomb, a blood stain in the shape of my mother. It was just a great big abandoned building. Decades of filth and assorted crud shifted in the breeze like dunes in a desert, as me and my shadow haunted an empty room. <sighs> I wish I had flowers for you. But even if I could find one in this place, there's no guarantee it'd be a real flower. I miss you, Mom. I might be the only one of the three of us that can. The only one who remembers you, at least. See, uh, I don't sleep. Not even then. I remember... I remember your heartbeat. It was my entire universe. I know... I know you probably hated us. Especially at the end. But, you know, that that's the one thing. The only thing. That really makes me wonder. Because it didn't feel that way to me. That you didn't want us. It felt... I felt loved. I never forgot what that felt like. And that's why now that I'm here, I'm gonna find out exactly what happened. If it's the last fucking thing I do. And I'm taking that son of a bitch out. I promise. He made a big fucking mistake bringing us here. A big mistake. So, for now... Instead of flowers, I'm giving you this. It's a symbol of the last bastard who had it coming. A bastard just like the one who did what he did to you. And when it's all said and done, Mom, you're gonna get those flowers. Crying was getting to be a habit with me, but she deserved tears, every last one. Even though, in New Vic, no good deed went unpunished. Tears, I smell tears. It was another horror show. A Maryling with a bloody skull for a head, gore dripping upward onto the ceiling. 
Wearing a sort of gown of blood-soaked bandages, the thing framed itself in what little light shined from the street. I didn't make any attempt to hide myself. Looks like it could use a band-aid or two. Want that I should see if I can find some for you? You're him, aren't you? The insomniac, son of Gloomhest. Word sure does get around this burg. But yeah, that's me. What's it to you? What's it to me? If there are things to know, then surely I am the one who must know them. Your bravado is betrayed by a dozen tears. Who dost thou weep for, I wonder? What merling cries, save those whose tears are bringers of misery? Getting kind of personal, aren't you? I mean, I've never seen a merling who looked like he'd French kissed a wood chipper, but here you are. Apparently not a fan of sarcasm, the bleeding Merling advanced, his head cocked, as if trying to sum me up. The head thing was about all I had to gauge his intent, having no flesh made for a hell of a poker face. Are you being flippant with me? Look, I got no idea who you are, Slick, but if you know who I am, then you can guess what happens next. If you take another step, capiche? What about them? Can they take a step? <laughs> Next thing I know, the doorway is gushing monsters. Too many to count. All piling up behind Goreface. Tell me, insomniac. How many rounds can you get off at once? Now, you know what? That's a good question. Let me see. Uh, add the four, carry the one. So that seems to equal, uh, however many it takes. Pride goeth before the fall, son of Gloomhest. And I doubt you're as lethal as you met on. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm probably bluffing. After all, it's not like I've made a name for myself by blowing holes in just about every exopath, demon, monster, and goblin this side of the Rio Grande. And I sure as hell haven't mowed down numbers like what you got with you. Why, I don't think I can recall ever being in a pinch this bad before. Do you truly believe you frightened me? You'd be stupid if I didn't. I think it's time we test that reputation of... For a minute, I thought blood chops was sending guys through the windows at me. I was sort of surprised when I realized who or what it was. This one is Jim. To spill his blood is to spill mine. Tag is showing up even the odds but good. <laughs> he might have even been bigger than a lot of them put together. 
Why, hey there, Tagus. I didn't know you cared. Silence. They're all mine. Go elsewhere. Tagus, you know better. So should you, Redhead. A growing mound of spiders took form near the window Tagus had crashed through as Kujus appeared. I do know better. I know that it would be unfortunate for any of you to transgress against your masters, the wakeless lords of the heroes who sent me forth to do their will. Gloomhast rules New Victoria, Redhead. In the future, you'd be wise to remember that. Indeed, he does rule this city. For the moment. Well, there you are, Isaiah. <laughs> I see you've met the Scarlet Pimper Noggin. <laughs> ah, Gloomhast's fool has arrived. And he's brought this one's sister. Aren't we all so well met? I say we devour them. Father has yet to deny me a meal. <laughs> oh, come now, Tagus. He's no meal. He's just an old bone to chew on. <laughs> I'll have to remember this moment. When the infamous insomniac required his siblings to protect him. And... Even more importantly, when the spawns of Gloomhast dared threaten a servant of the Wakeless. How are you going to remember anything, you dummy face? Your big bloody skull is all empty! Uh, they're already gone, Dollface, but that was a good one. Really? A real zinger! <laughs> and you know I love zingers! And cupcakes! And moon pies! <laughs> I could feel Romy's eyes on me, yet I still couldn't face her. I knew she'd apologize at some point, and that she didn't mean to say... <sighs> what she said. But the real question was, did she mean what she didn't mean to say? Now let this be a lesson to you, Isaiah. When you're feeling all down in the dumps. Because at the end of the day, you're one of us. One big happy family! <laughs> I'd see just how happy they were all right after I killed dear old dad. The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Kelly Bear and Mark Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld. 
and sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Be sure to check us out at www.maltopia.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. If you want unique art and animations of Maltopia's stories, visit our YouTube page or click on the link in the show notes. If you're a fan and want to help the show grow, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And for more exclusive content, such as additional lore, stories, and art, be sure to check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 